0: Hello and welcome to Adam Analyzes. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. So I took a week off because here in the U.S. we celebrate Thanksgiving. I didn't exactly celebrate Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving itself. However, Friday, which is my usual release day, I celebrated it with some family. Of course, we were social distanced as much as we could be and We took turns as far as getting food. Of course, we still tried to stay away from each other and such. It was different, pretty much the same, but different at the same time. So if you celebrate Thanksgiving, if you're here in the U.S., uh, hopefully you did pretty much the same idea. If not, then hopefully you had a good holiday with doing some Zoom Thanksgivings or whatnot. And, of course, we're going to hope for a better 2021 than what 2020 gave us. As far as my thanks, personally, I want to give a thanks to you, the listener, because apparently I grew quite a bit in 2020, and it's a great feeling to know that my voice is being heard and you, the listener, have some of the same interests as far as I do. Or maybe you just like hearing my voice. Maybe you're here because you heard me on In Our Honest Opinion. I don't know. But either way, I want to give a big shout out and thanks there to you. As far as listeners, you guys have helped me grow significantly, both here in the U.S. In the U.S., I grew 133%. In the United Kingdom, that is the big one there. Because of all my friends out there in the UK, you guys listening to me every week, you help me grow 300% in your country, and that is fantastic, and I cannot thank you enough on that. In 2020, I had 108 minutes of content, which is almost 17 hours, and that is 71 episodes, so that's quite a bit for just a guy who does this every week by himself no help i'm a solo operation occasionally i have guests i have not had a guest in a long time but hopefully that'll change in the future either way since i was talking about thanksgiving i wanted to go and give my thanks to you the listener both here u.s uk worldwide anyone who gives a listen to my episode every one listen counts and i cannot thank you enough Speaking of the UK, the UK got a pretty cool exclusive, an exclusive that I managed to get an import on, and that was the 1978 George A. Romero classic, Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead is a great movie in my opinion. I know it's a little bit on the hokey side, but personally, I love it. A lot of people think that this is the best film in the Dead series. I think Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead are actually pretty close to each other as far as quality. I love that they're all different. It makes them essential at that point. I'm even going to say that Land of the Dead, a movie that I previously thought didn't live up to the other three films that came before it, I think Land of the Dead is actually one that stands up with the previous three films it's a great movie it's fun to see how society and the world itself just kind of regressed I know there is two spin-off films in the Dead series they're okay they're not as good as the other four films but we're not really talking about any of the other films here I really wanted to talk about Dawn of the Dead what can I say about Dawn of the Dead well I think it's a great film and it had a remake that is actually a good remake various film critics and film scholars have analyzed Dawn of the Dead to death yes I said analyzed it to death that was intentional Dawn of the Dead in case you did not know features four survivors traveling by a stolen helicopter they're going to Canada they don't quite make it to Canada they wind up in Pittsburgh or Monroeville, Pennsylvania. What's really cool about this is that this film was shot on location in the various cities that it was set in. I like the fact that it was actually shot in Monroeville and Pittsburgh. The actual mall is in Monroeville, Pennsylvania. And as far as I know, the mall is still there today. I haven't researched it in quite a while. I do know that many years ago they had a pretty cool screening where they had a screening inside the actual mall of Dawn of the Dead that would have been awesome to see unfortunately I was here in Florida at the time where I still reside today so I was not actually able to see this one in the actual mall that it was shot in but that's still a pretty cool idea there were also some parts of this movie that were filmed in Philadelphia Philadelphia is a little bit closer to my heart, considering I lived in Reading when I was growing up. Reading is probably about an hour away, maybe an hour and a half away from Reading, and really isn't that far, so I have pretty good memories of seeing some Phillies games when I was a kid, and also a Monday night football game with the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Dallas Cowboys. But either way, we're not talking about my past, but we actually could here. When I was growing up, the only thing I knew about was Night of the Living Dead. Night of the Living Dead is one of those films that is public domain and is an extremely iconic film. There's a lot of scenes that are iconic. You probably, even if you haven't seen this film, I guarantee you, you have seen scenes from Night of the Living Dead. There's a big reason behind that. For one, it's public domain. For another, it's very well known. It's supposed to be one of the scariest movies of all time. I think it's probably one of Romero's most scary, if you want to consider it that. Mostly because of the ideas behind it. Not only that, it was the start of social commentary as far as in horror films. I know that there's other socially conscious films. However, when you watch Night of the Living Dead, if you go into it, thinking that the overall theme of the movie would be racism and in 1968 where we have a black man as the lead it was a pretty big deal it's definitely an important piece of cinema I actually think that the sequel is an important piece of cinema as well it's not as groundbreaking as Night of the Living Dead but Dawn of the Dead is a great movie As I stated a little bit before, it's a very cheesy and hokey film. It's a very fun film. The actual theatrical cut of the movie I feel is almost perfect as far as pacing. It's probably the one George A. Romero dead film that doesn't have pacing issues. I think the other three in the main series have some pacing issues because they get a little bit boring in parts where there aren't zombies thankfully the action picks up in all of them, but I think Dawn of the Dead is actually a better, better directed, better written, better edited. It's just a better movie overall, even if it's not actually better than Night of the Living Dead. But when I was growing up, I really had no idea that this film existed. I remember seeing about it in EGM back in 1997. Of course, if you don't know EGM was Electronic Gaming Monthly I know it went away and it came back I don't know if it's still around I don't know the current state of magazines I don't read them anymore I get all my stuff online just like everybody else sadly but I remember there being an article about Resident Evil 2 and they said one of the inspirations behind Resident Evil 2 was the film Dawn of the Dead they kind of used that as a little bit of an inspiration which was cool. I had no idea what Dawn of the Dead actually was. I only knew of Night of the Living Dead. I didn't know it had a sequel. I didn't know that there was a sequel to Dawn of the Dead. I found that mistakenly at Blockbuster one time. I saw Day of the Dead. I'm like, hmm, made by George A. Romero. Is this really a sequel that I didn't know about? Just like Dawn of the Dead? Sure enough, it was. Back in 1997, I got my first DVD player. It was a big deal because I was a fan of watching films and DVD was supposed to have better picture, better sound, and it did. It was definitely superior to VHS. I know that there are some negatives. Some people do like the look of VHS films as opposed to something like DVD or Blu-ray or 4K or whatever. But for me, DVD was a big deal. One of my first DVDs that I bought myself, if not my first DVD that I bought myself, was the Anchor Bay release of Dawn of the Dead, Director's Cut. And I believe this was back in 97 as well. I bought it with money that I got from Christmas presents. I bought this movie at Best Buy. At this point in time, the movies on DVD were not enhanced for widescreen presentations. They were actually in widescreen in a four-three format, which was okay because at the time widescreen TVs were not widely available. They were only starting to come out. I remember seeing my first widescreen TV at Sound Advice, and it was one of those things where, I don't know, I didn't like it. I understood the idea but I didn't like it because the TV looked oh so much smaller I didn't realize that you were actually getting more picture technically. So I bought this DVD of Dawn of the Dead. I was actually blown away by it. I really did like the fact that it was a gorier movie. I liked that George A. Romero put more into the characters a little bit. We actually got a chance to like the characters a little bit more than what we did in Night of the Living Dead. There was more of a focus on the characters themselves. Of course, that's something that would be done in later Dead films, as well as things like The Walking Dead and such. This is a formula that's been copied numerous times. These are people trying to deal with the end of the world. Things are just getting worse, People were just looking for ways to survive. I even thought that the special effects from Tom Savini at the time were really good as well. The effects in the movie are excellent. The only downside to this movie is that the zombies are overly blue. You also had a lot of blood that looked like thick red paint. I feel like those are the aspects of the movie itself that were somewhat on the disappointing side. Other than that, I think it's a great movie. Despite its inherent goofiness, I do like the social commentary as well as far as the zombies in the mall. It shows that we are really not much different from The Living Dead. This movie had some spotty releases on DVD. We had the original release that I got. Then we had a... I believe it was a release of the theatrical cut, a part of Anchor Bay's Divi Max. So I bought that when that came out. And it was generally an improvement, picture quality-wise. And then you had the Ultimate Edition. The Ultimate Edition was the one that included all the various cuts of the films, included a whole bunch of supplemental material. I think it came with a comic book or something. I actually missed out on that release, and I'm very disappointed that I did. We then got a release on Blu-ray, thanks to Anchor Bay once again. I did not pick up that particular Blu-ray release. For a while, I wish I did because it went out of print, and sure enough, it was going for roughly anywhere from $150 to $200 for that particular disc. It was a little bit of one of those things that I really wish I would have picked it up and became sort of like a... Lost treasure that I never got to pick up. Of course, I had my chance, I just simply didn't do it, so that was on me. However, I'm going to say that it's all good because the release that I picked up from the UK, I got it shipped from two different places. I wound up receiving two of them. I'm going to wind up selling one. It was the 4K edition of Dawn of the Dead. This is a full-on restoration from Second Sight Films, and they actually got the original DP, Michael Gornick, to do the color correction on the film itself. So that's right, this is a full-on restoration in 4K from the original negative. Now, why did this take such a long time to happen? You're probably thinking, like, why? It's just a simple movie from 1978. There are some serious rights issues going on with this movie. There is one person that owns the rights to Dawn of the Dead, and that is producer Richard P. Rubenstein. Richard P. Rubenstein, for those who do not know, is somebody who worked with Romero quite a bit throughout various films that he's directed. Richard P. Rubenstein has produced a large number of Stephen King adaptations. He was also producer of Tales from the Dark Side with George A. Romero. He was producer of the show Monsters. Both of those shows are a lot of fun, and I highly recommend them if you have not seen them. Be careful, though. They are a little bit on the cheesy side. But either way, I heard that Richard P. Rubenstein was holding this movie more or less hostage it's a movie that nobody wanted to pay him the crazy amount that he was asking to license it out to various boutique places such as shout factory arrow video and the one that actually got it here is second sight films i guess they decided to pay his ransom fee to be able to make this release happen Honestly, I'm glad that they did. It's a stunning movie to look at. I've never seen the movie look this clean. I think it's probably one of the best examples as far as a remastering of a film to make a movie all at once look new again, but also probably look the way the filmmakers originally intended. It's not a perfect transfer by any means, there are some odd bits of color, such as actress Galen Ross. She looks almost purplish in one scene. I think that's probably the way the movie was shot and the lighting and such. Before you think, my TV is not properly calibrated. I tried it on a couple different settings and tinkered around with the color a little bit, and it was still exactly the same, only looking occasionally better or occasionally worse. I'm not actually the only person that has that complaint, so I read on a few movie boards that some people are experiencing the same thing as what I am. It really is a minor complaint as far as whether this is or isn't, you know, completely accurate or whatnot. In all honesty, it looks great. I think George A. Romero would have really approved of this transfer. I think he would be very proud to see what the movie looks like now in 4K with HDR. Up until this point, I have not watched the other cuts of the film. We do get those three different cuts we have the theatrical, the Cannes Film Festival version, and the Dario Argento cut, known as the Italian cut of the film. I haven't watched either of them. I know the, the Cannes Film Festival version is more or less the director's cut, and that was my first introduction to Dawn of the Dead. I do think the theatrical version is probably the best. I know that George A. Romero preferred that one. That is the tightest cut version. If you really do want some of the other character moments or the movie to be more comedic, then the other cuts are going to be your preferred versions of the movie. All of these various discs the 4k discs that I have along with the blu-ray of special features that I can't watch because I do not have an all region blu-ray player as of this moment. At some point in time I do intend to get one, it's just not high on my list as far as doing so. I do have a couple releases that are 4k releases and I cannot watch the special features because they region lock those. If anyone is thinking of importing this, it's something to keep in mind, of course. 4K is region free, which is fantastic. Because I don't know if this release is going to get a release over here. I hope it does. I hope another studio picks it up. I probably will buy a US release version. But I can't imagine it being any nicer than what Second Sight has presented here. And we get this really nice-looking box that really does appeal to fans of the movie. It more or less has the original poster art. has a book of various articles from different film reviewers and scholars. This one even has the novelization of the movie itself. It's a wonderful release. I can't imagine anyone topping this one from what Second Sight has provided here. You're probably wondering why in the world did I order two of them? Am I really going to be one of those scumbag sellers on eBay that orders multiples of things just because they know they can make money on it? No, that's not the case. I was actually worried that one of my pre-orders was going to fall through. I didn't know if the company Zabby was going to come through on my order or not. I have ordered from them a couple times in the past. I was just worried that with this particular release that I wasn't going to get it. I knew it was a limited edition. I didn't know what they had as far as pre-orders and I do know that their stock of the film itself as of right now is sold out. The last place I knew that you could get it from was Amazon UK, which wasn't shipping to the U.S. originally. There was a lot of different companies that were not shipping to the U.S. They really did want to keep this one overseas and just in the U.K. itself. But with 4K being region free, it was bound to make its way to various different countries. In an act of desperation because I was worried I wasn't going to get this one, I went and I placed an order with another company here in the U.S., which was Diabolic DVD, I actually have ordered from them only once in the past. But as far as they go, I mean, they're usually pretty good. But what worried me about this release is that they made a post on Facebook saying that their pre-orders were only going to be up for another, like, day or two, and then they were going to pull it because they weren't sure how many they were actually going to get. So that worried me. That's why I placed two orders of it. So, I mean, some lucky person will wind up getting my sealed copy. I'm not really looking to make money on it or anything like that. It's just, I kinda wanna get back the money I spent on it. That's all. Either way, I highly recommend going and picking this one up if you can. I know that some of the prices on eBay are highly raised. They're going for about 160 to 170 at this time. I know that that's a little expensive. I think that this release is very much worth the 100 bucks that I paid for it. And I think even at the raised prices from people, I think it's still worth it. This one here is a movie that I never thought that we would get, especially in a brand new remastered version. I know there was an Italian release that wasn't an actual full-on remaster the way this one was. And, you know... This one here is movie history. It's horror movie history. It is just simply a great film that I hope more people get to see someday in this fantastic presentation. I think I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam analyzes. Also, if you don't do the whole social media thing you can reach me at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. If you need to catch up on some past episodes, you can do so at adamanalyzes.com. Also, if you do have a free moment, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave me a five-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice. That will allow me to continue making episodes and reach new listeners. Plus, I simply love those digital hugs. But with that being said, be kind and good night.